Well, good evening from London. Welcome to Piers Morgan Uncensored. Gary Lineker stood his ground against a howling mob demanding his head over an honestly held opinion. He also stood his ground against his employers at the BBC as it tied itself in knots of chaos and hypocrisy. It took them a staggering six days to resolve Jug's Gate, six days of turmoil, risking the entirety of the BBC's sports coverage and the future of its management, over a single tweet expressing an opinion. And the net result of the whole farrago is a lot of very angry people and a battered BBC reputation that will pay the price for a lot longer than six days. I'm not sure what Director General Tim Davey is looking quite so smug about. One of the joys of this affair is there's never been an easy solution, but asking Gary to step back off air was, I think, a significant thing. And now we look forward with this agreement moving forward to resolve things and get back to business as usual. I don't think there was much joy in this whole affair, Mr Davey. Match of the day bizarrely aired with no pundits or commentary at the weekend after a host of stars pulled out in support of the Nikia. Sports coverage across the BBC descended a complete farce as pre-recorded podcasts and filler took the place of some of its most popular shows. And that's why the BBC's really backed down. It was about to lose one of its biggest stars, obliterating his reputation in the process. They couldn't even put together a convincing argument for why any of this was happening. None of the people baying for Lineker's blood have been able to explain why he's any different to the many other contractors who frequently express opinions, like Apprentice host Alan Sugar, who blasted Jeremy Corbyn on the front page of The Sun and made other rather unfortunate, inappropriate jokes. Or Jeremy Clarkson, who, when he was host of Top Gear, said striking public sector workers should be shot. Or Andrew Neil, who was a BBC star interviewer and politics host for decades, same time as running The Spectator. All of these people continued their work for the BBC, along with Sir David Attenborough, who talks very stridently about things like climate change because audiences like them and they were able to see the blindingly obvious difference between the BBC's editorial stance and the personal views of some of the people who worked for them. The entire saga has shone an unflattering light on the BBC. Tim Davey looks hapless. Perfectly straightforward rules about impartiality have become an unsolvable riddle. And questions are now intensifying over the future of Chairman Richard Sharp, a Conservative donor who organised a massive loan for Boris Johnson just before the same Boris Johnson gave him a job. But more than anything, it shone a light unflatteringly on some weapons-grade hypocrites. Many of the people crusading for Lineker's sacking have found themselves caught up in the toxic swirl of cancel culture they normally profess to hate. The BBC could have made a powerful statement for free speech and common sense by backing Lineker from the beginning. Instead, it's become, well, a spectacular own goal. Well, joining me now is the leader of the uh, True and Fair Party, Gina Miller, and Reform UK leader and Talk TV presenter Richard Tice. I'm also joined by Chief Football Writer of The Times, Henry Winter. Let me start with you, Henry. Always a voice of common sense, the enemy of hysteria as all around lose their heads. Um, what's your overview of where we've washed up on Linekergate? Well, I think that the broader perspective is that uh, we should be able to have grown-up conversations in this country. And uh, if the government and the BBC bosses are, are convinced that uh, a sports presenter uh, articulating a tweet, not a terribly toxic one, I didn't agree with his language on the 30s, but, you know, he's, he's an intelligent individual, he's travelled the world, his experience is quite capable of coming out with a reasoned argument. He's not presenting the 10 o'clock news, so there was no issue with impartiality. 
But I think we've seen the best of the, the BBC and the worst of the BBC. The best of the BBC, as you're alluding to, is the support of Sheer Wright and so many other people for Ian Wright. And this is what Tim Davian, this is the worst of the BBC, is the, the naivety and arrogance and entitlement of the bosses upstairs. How out of touch? I mean, I've talked to so many BBC staff over the weekend, sports staff over the weekend, who said the management just so out of touch. You can't do that in any business, yours, mine, certainly not at the BBC. So I think Tim Davies has been brought back from America, has been brought back down to earth. He's been reminded that there is this collective spirit in his sports department. So they've come out of it incredibly well, but management really have got to learn some basic skills. Yeah, I mean, and the most extraordinary aspect of this is you would normally expect the chairman of the BBC to be getting involved, expressing an opinion, but he, he can't because he's under investigation for, wait for it, a lack of impartiality over both his donation to the Conservative Party of £400,000 and helping Boris Johnson facilitate an £800,000 loan. When you've got the chairman of the BBC silenced in a scandal like this because of his own lack of impartiality, as many see it, that really, to me, Henry, sums up just what a farce it's been. I agree. I mean... Piers, we're football fans, we're used to dealing with VAR as fast, and this is VAR tenfold. There's clearly an inconsistency in the guidelines on impartiality. And at the end of the day, to use a footballing cliche, Lineker is a sports presenter. He wasn't doing it on Match of the Day, he wasn't doing it on a news channel, he wasn't doing it on a, on a news programme. And again, we're a grown-up country. We should be able to have grown-up debates. And if the government and the BBC are scared of a sports presenter voicing an opinion, which some people believe in, and they believe in his principles, on his own private social mm. media account, then either they need to look at those guidelines for freelancers within the BBC or just grow up. Yeah, I completely agree. Richard Tice, uh, well, you've lost. It's Lineker. Not at all. One. I've been proven absolutely Lineker right. Lineker won BBC Thursday. and its supporters Nonsense. like you. I was here no. last Thursday and I said he's brought the BBC into disrepute and he did because they had zero sports coverage on Saturday. All the others sided with him. I was proven exactly right. Even Henry's just admitted he breached the editorial Why is he guidelines. back on air then? Well, hang on. He breached the guidelines. He breached the code of conduct for social media. No one said which that. Which is why he's nobody has said that. They, they absolutely have said that. No, they that. haven't. Which is why he's the agreed. BBC. Is, sorry, no, hey, no, sorry, no. Richard, Richard, Richard. You can't just say things without me countering. That's how we got into this trouble in the first place. The point is, they haven't found him in breach. Actually, they've actually allowed him back on air on Saturday because they recognised that they were up against it with and, all the other and staff because, going out. Because he's agreed with them that all these guidelines need a review... Yes, but they haven't found him in breach. They know he breached the guidelines, which, no, was, hang set, on, hang on. which was set you in 2020. You can't keep telling me that the sky is red when it's blue. Do you want me to reread them again? The, the social no, no. media guideline says you no, cannot tweet... You might say he's in breach. The BBC, in its conclusion today, has not said he was in breach Because the they're desperately trying to settle. The guidelines so you admit you... they haven't said that? No, look, look, the Did fact you? is... No, the fact is... They've, well, was agreed, he in breach or they've not? agreed to review the social media guidelines Fine. because that it's doesn't unclear. Mean, that doesn't mean he was in breach. Well, I showed you last week. You've just stated for a no, fact he was in breach. Because he used his personal Twitter account to give a, but, a partial opinion. So why opinion. hasn't the BBC said he was in breach of his, of his contract? Well, essentially, that was why they suspended him last, last Thursday. They haven't now said he was in breach. Gina, I mean, you, 
Phil, am I missing something? Yes, you are. No, he's not. Because you're not missing anything. Because the, you're talking about being in breach of the code which applies to employees. He was a... Actually, he's not. He's a freelancer. He's not employed Makes by no difference whatsoever. He's the no, face no, the of the BBC. No, 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 no. The code is actually different. What is most surprising to the interview I've just heard from Tim Davies is Tim Davies just said, so we can get back to business as usual. Business as usual is a whole problem with the BBC and the way it's been working is because it's not impartial. I think the, the, the problem is with all of this week is that they've shown that they're an organisational shambles. Mm. The people at the top there are biased and shouldn't be there. And to restore credibility is really important because all of our shared institutions, national institutions, need to have people trusting it. But at the heart, that's what at was the damaged this, this week. Right, was I agree. But, but Richard, at the heart of this... To me, this is very straightforward. Given the volume of people who appear as BBC faces, Lord Sugar, David Attenborough, you know, uh, Deborah Meaden on Dragon's Den, Karen Brady, right? All these people have been pontificating, the, and I think they're perfectly they're entitled perfectly to, right by the way, to, yeah. but none of them are actually BBC staff employees. Now, yes, here, here's not. my distinction. I think if you work as an employee of BBC News and Current Affairs, you should be prohibited from expressing any public political opinions. Agreed. Because clearly you are in direct yep. conflict. But I don't give a stuff... With all due respect to Gary and Lord Sugar and all the others, and, and, I don't give a stuff what look, they actually, all have to say about it. That's the good news about this, because basically... But do you agree with that? No, I do agree. The point is, they've got themselves into terrible, hypocritical... So if you agree, why have you been... Why have you been fulminating for Because he brought them into disrepute and he breached their guidelines for which he was sanctioned and didn't appear on Saturday. That's proven me right. But we looking but he, forward... But hang on. Hang looking on. forward... You keep, you keep saying something which hasn't been established. Well, then, not, why was it, then why was he If he, he breached suspended. their guidelines, why has the suspension been immediately lifted? Why is he back Thursday? on there? No, he was suspended because, because they, he made a comment about the, the Home through. Secretary. And we're agreeing the way no, no, through, which on. is... No, was, no, this is really was, important. Look forwards... Suspended yeah. for breaching. He, he, he was, was. He was. He was told he couldn't appear on Saturday, and so all the other. Yes, the, but the he had. But in the statement where, today, where, there is no mention of him having yeah. breached anything. That doesn't mean he did. They're now doing a big review, which is a fudge for Correct. we but, got into a deep hole. We've no idea how to get out of it. Agreed. We'll put him back on air so we can get everything back on air, mm. and then we're going to try and work Agreed. this out. But the my, solu is, my solution, which is my solution as well, by is just way. simply to split news and exactly. current affairs from everything else. But in return for which. Right, freedom of choice, freedom of speech. I want the freedom of choice of not being obliged to pay the licence fee for something that I hardly ever watch. That, then, I think... You is, don't have to. Well, hang on, you don't well, have you do. to. Well, you do. If you watch any live yeah. platform, any live platform on any device, you have to buy a licence fee, including if you watch YouTube on an iPad. So, look, the reality is we should basically say, right, let's have freedom of choice, freedom of speech, accept mm. the news, that's absolutely fine, but I think this is the beginning of the end of the compulsory licence But are you comfortable having a chairman of the BBC... No, who, agreed. ..who donated to... No, the... It's ridiculous. OK, and secondly, you also have Tim Davey, who runs the BBC, <laughs> who was himself... He stood as a Tory candidate. And you've got I mean, you Robbie Gibbs and you've is that, got and John McCallum. And by the way, I like, I like Tim Davy personally. He's a very smart guy. I'm, listen, to, I'm, to me, I'm, if you really want to please. tackle impartiality, Correct. that's part of the problem. I'm not defending Richard. the BBC. They're, they're, they've got themselves in a terrible muddle. But the point is, if you breach a company's guidelines, if you bring it into distribute, there has to be a sanction. The sanction has he already didn't. happened. He didn't appear on Saturday. Oh, by the way, the customer. But hang look on. at the customer. Hang on. Hang More on. customers hang watched on. without him than with him. Hang on. Well, yeah, no. but we know that's just... Look, people would tune if, if the test card had run, right? <laughs> as I pointed out to him, actually. Uh, I think the point, Jenner, is that he was not suspended 
for any discernible breach of his no. contract stated by the BBC. He was suspended because of the he inflammatory criticized. nature of what he wrote. Yes. And I don't agree with what he wrote, but I absolutely defend his right to have that kind of I opinion. absolutely defend his right, and actually everybody who bangs the tape about free speech should defend his yes. right. But I just want to pick up something, Richard. I know you're not very good at details, but let me just um, tell you me? something about the subscription service. Really? Yeah, a subscription service for the BBC, as most free marketeers go on about. How are you going to make that happen when we've got 10.7 million people? It works on Netflix, people? it works on yeah, Amazon Prime. Because it's they're not a national... Broadcaster. He doesn't have to be a national yes, broadcaster. I'm sorry, there's 10.7 people. I do think the licence fee is an anachronism, and I do think... It's within, finished. No, no, within 10 to 15, I'll tell you why, because my, 10 or 15 years, my sons be. are all in their 20s. They're just not going to be feeling morally obliged but, to pay a licence fee. The they don't the buy print newspapers, is, and they're not going to pay a BBC licence no, fee. No, but you have to have the technology to have a subscription You've service. got Netflix. You've no, got, what because, are you talking about, Gina? Because the BBC needs to have something called conditional access technology. There's 10.7 million people in this country who watch the BBC on Freeview. There's 10 million people who don't have super broadband. Maybe in the future we will get there, but right now you cannot invest and convert the whole of the BBC to a subscription service. It's not possible okay. at the moment. We're going to leave it there. Um, I, mean, I think you have to accept that you lost, Richard. Nonsense. Absolutely. I've been proven right. He didn't appear on Saturday. He bought the BBC into disrepute. I'm right. You, you were wrong on Thursday. Final question for Henry Winter, given you are the doyen of uh, football experts. Are Arsenal going to win the league, Henry? Because <laughs> it's looking good. <laughs> uh, honestly, the, the way they've recovered from Manchester City is just as impressive as the way you've just put this Richard character away, Piers. <laughs> Henry Winter, Henry. this is exactly why I wanted you on, Henry Winter. Great to see you, Henry. Thank you very much. Richard, great to see you. Yes. And don't worry, you'll bounce back. <laughs> and great to see you, Gina. Thank you very much.